What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. A little bit different uh, today. I know that we didn't do a podcast last week, and I apologize for that. Uh, a lot of crazy things have been going on. Uh, again, I'm still in school. Was able to graduate. Yep, that's right. Got the degree that says I know what I think I know. Excited about that. This week I was kind of dealing with that and, uh, you know, finals. And uh, anyway, uh I know that a lot of you have messaged me uh, on social media and stuff like that, and they you wanted to hear my thoughts specifically on Coastal Carolina BYU. I actually, last week I recorded something. I wasn't satisfied by the way I portrayed it. I was like, I don't, I don't know how to describe uh, this moment. All I'm going to say with this, and then we're going to dive into kind of the meat and potatoes of the, of the podcast uh, just because I didn't, I didn't touch on this last week, is congratulations to Coastal Carolina. Congratulations for BYU for having the guts to, to put it out there. I have been saying it all season long. Call them up, play the game, let's do it. They did it. They suffered uh, defeat. It was a weird option like uh, rushing attack that Coastal does. You were not going to figure that out in you know, 48, 72 hours. Uh, kind of on you and the administration for, for setting it up like that, unless they had, I mean, maybe they had been studying film a little bit longer. BYU is a top 25 team. They're not a college football playoff team. They're not a top 10 team. I don't even think they're a top 15 team. But congratulations. Uh, congratulations on the good season that you were able to accomplish with Zach Wilson. He's probably going to the NFL. Next year, you're going to play Utah. I, I believe they have him scheduled. And you're going to lose. That is great. Congratulations. Enjoy this Cougar Nation. Coastal Carolina, congratulations. You put yourself on the map. You put Conway on the map. It was a lot of fun to watch. Okay, now here's what I want to get into. And it might take a few minutes to describe this, but let's go on a journey. Now, a lot of people, uh, last night they released the college football playoffs, right? Uh, number one, Bama. Number two, Notre Dame. Number three, uh Clemson, I believe it was, number four, Ohio State, number five, Texas A&M, and number six, Iowa State. Now, everybody is up in arms. You know, how can Cincinnati fall? How can Coastal Carolina not be there? A couple weeks ago, BYU, they deserve their top six. Now, you guys know, just as well as I know, right, that I'm there for the little guy. One of the pad the, the the best things about college football is the pageantry that you know you go to university, I go to Dixie State University, and I'm going to turn on this uh, on the on the television or go to the game on Saturday. I'm going to see them play Southern Utah, and my wife went to Southern Utah University, and whoever wins has kind of bragging rights in the house, right? Now for some bigger ones, Utah BYU, right? Bragging rights. Ohio State, Michigan, bragging rights. It's the pageantry, right? Even if you get all the way down to Rice and UTEP, pageantry. It's it's just, it's so unique. College football is such a unique sport. Football is what we love, and we're combining, honestly, part of our personality, part of our 
essence, right? Uh, whatever you want to say, our ego, our, 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 our self. We were in college at one point. We were there. We stood in the stands with the rowdies. We stood, we screamed. We were there with the Penn State whiteout, you know, waving the flags. We were there in the must at the University of Utah. We were with the Stampede. Yeah, all those things. That was us. We did it. So that's what I think is so great about college football, right? Is that part of us, we feel like we're part of the legacy of the university. We gave thousands of dollars. We got a degree. They helped us to achieve our dreams because without that degree, uh, you know, maybe more so not now, but without that degree, you probably wouldn't be where you're at in life. It changed your lot in life. Congratulations. So when I so when I read through these things and this comment in the media saying college football playoff needs to expand, college football playoff needs to do this, they need to do that, we need to no let's let's slow down, slow down a bit. Way back when, okay, uh, and and again this is going to be really hard because this is honestly a change in perception that I think everybody, I mean that I've had. And that I think a lot of people need to come to grips with what college football is. Now, there's things that we can change about it going forward. But right now, it's not, okay? Way back when, okay, we had the LSU-Alabama game, the national championship game. They were the two best teams in the nation. We're not going to debate that. It was such a boring national championship. Now, millions tuned into it, but off of that game, we reacted. We need a playoff. We don't want to see two SEC teams. And quite frankly, I don't think the majority of, I mean, I think the majority of the country wanted it outside of the SEC land. They're probably like, no, we deserve it. No, I think the majority of the country wanted it. We wanted to go to four. Four best teams. It's not four best records. It's not uh, the four teams that we think deserve. It's the four best teams, right? Now, this is going to be really hard, again, for me to talk about because in 2004 and 2008, I watched the University of Utah, you know, make their runs, go undefeated. It was amazing. Right now, I'm doing a Boise State podcast, being integrated into their family, and Boise State's had some incredible years where they really should have given a shot. Now, I have my thoughts on UCF, but that's because I'm an Auburn fan, and I don't think you claim national championship, you know. Anyway, so... What the, what we were told, or what our perception, at least a little, the schools for the little guys, right? The the Coastal Carolinas, the Appalachian State, the Marshall, the uh, Cincinnati, the UCF, Boise State, whatever, right? All these little schools. The college football playoffs said, well, we're going to give you a shot. Now, this might have been our perception. It might have been implied. They may have not said it. They might have came out and said it. I don't remember what it was like back in like 2013, 2014, right? But it was this perception that we're going to be able to get a group of five person into the college football playoff. But I, after all of these years of the college football playoff, I don't think that was the reasoning. I personally feel it was a, a, a reason, the reason we created this four-team playoff was not only to see the four best teams, but to see four of the big boys out of the conferences go to the college football playoff. That's what I feel, honestly, at the end of the day. Now, for those of you living in Conway, South Carolina, for those of you living in Ypsilanti, Eastern Mich- in, in, in Michigan, Wherever you're at, Lansing, Michigan, Omaha, Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska, Seattle, Washington, wherever you're at, 
you're going to tune into your local team. But on a national level, the people that move the needle, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. They have a Texas A&M right up there right now. Personally, I feel like they're just doing it just to kind of uh, appease the SEC. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they are the fifth best. But if they are, I mean, it's it's arguable. But the people in Cincinnati, I know you want this this so bad, and I know you feel like you deserve it. But you're not going to move the needle nationally. At the end of the day, this is still a business. Okay. We talk a lot about MVP, right? Most valuable player. Well, how do you determine value? It's if that person isn't on the team, they are not the same team, right? So there's a lot of discussion. We can't even get most valuable player right, let alone getting four teams. It's not the one that's the most deserving record. With most the most valuable, it's not whoever has the best stats. It's the most valuable. Yeah, Russell Westbrook. We're gonna go off a little bit with the with the uh, you know into the NBA. He puts up stats. He would not. He's not the most valuable. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm not a huge fan. LeBron James is the most valuable. You take him off of the team, they collapse entirely. So, and and that's what I'm trying to, to parallel it with, is it's not most deserving to be there. It's not the best record. Week in and week out, we see teams with really bad records beat teams with really good records. Look at Rice and Marshall. Marshall 7-0, and okay, ranked fairly high for as as that program goes probably one of the highest ever they lose to rice don't put up a point against rice zero to 20 now i don't want to see a national championship game like a few years back in the ncaa tournament when we get a yukon i don't even remember who uh, kentucky two like nine seeds there nobody watched it was one of the worst rated national championship basketball games ever who moves the needle? The Cinderella's. Yes, the pageantry. But how many of you tuned in to watch George Mason? Or did you watch Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Kansas and read about George Mason or followed it on your phone? How many of you watched VCU? How many of you watched Wichita State? How many of you seriously tuned in to watch Butler? Probably not many of you. The alma mater, the, the alumna and the alumni, uh, you know, alumni, alumna singular, alumni plural, right? Uh, learned about that. Come on. I'm learning things. Uh, they tuned into those, those schools. But I don't know if very many people did. And we got to think of it as a business. So, yes, do I want to see Cincinnati there? Yeah, 100%. But I don't want to see Cincinnati get beat 68-8 to against Alabama. Now you're going to say, well, Tyler, how are you supposed to know? Tyler, you can do it. We've never seen it be done. True. We've never seen it be done. And it is speculative. But in my, in my you know, life, and I've only been on this earth for 23 years, for every little underdog story, there's a hundred stories where the where the champions win, and I we love those. We love those stories. We love, uh, you know, the little guy going in and winning. They make movies about that. There's a handful of movies you can think of. Uh, you know, Rudy, wonderful story, right? Wonderful story. I love Rudy. Great movie. Watched it with my wife the other night. But how many times do we see LSU absolutely trounce somebody? I.e., last year. How many, how many times do we see Bama absolutely boat race? I don't want to see Bama play Cincinnati 
me personally, I want to see Bama play Ohio State. Ohio State's going to be 6-0. and They're going to be 6-0 and sitting there, right? And, and Texas A&M has, has a valid argument. We just lost to Bama. Now I think an undefeated Power 5 conference champion should be ahead of an, uh, the runner-up in the SEC, even though they're, they're technically going to be the third, even though the record's going to dictate differently. We are one shoe throw away from Florida trying to make, you know, a, a splash in the college football playoff. And honestly, they had a wonderful resume with a funky loss uh, in College Station off of a field goal. And now a thrown shoe. Totally different story. They beat Bama? I don't know. What the whole idea for the college football playoff was, was you can lose a game, in my opinion. You know, Clemson. You can lose a game against a quality opponent and we're going to put you in. Now, you're going to say, well, you just you just contradicted yourself. Well, no, I think if there's an undefeated Power 5 conference champion, Power 5, they deserve to go in. If you win the Pac-12, you win the ACC, you win the SEC, Big 10, Big 12, you deserve to go in if you're undefeated. Now, 7-1 and one in the SEC is not the same as 7-0 and oh in the Pac-12. We can agree on that. There's a couple there's a couple harder teams there in the SEC. So that's why we have that fourth spot because not very many times are we going to get everyone undefeated. There's usually three or four teams that are undefeated, sometimes two. But right now, Notre Dame, they put it on the line. They joined the ACC. They beat Clemson, and they deserve to be in. Now, do I think, you know, if SEC, or sorry, USC wins in the Pac-12, that they should jump them? Yes. Or jump Clemson? Yes. Whatever, whoever, whomever the winner is. Now, Clemson's a better team, but I think there has to be criteria set. So here, here's my big idea for the college football playoff. Number one, we love the little guy, but stop banging on, on, on the drum about the little guy. How about we create a group of five? A group of five national championship. Now, is it going to mean the same as Alabama? No, of course not. It's not. North Dakota State has won like 13 national titles. You want to know how many people talk about them outside of Fargo, North Dakota? Probably a handful. I'm one of them. Love the FCS. They're still national champions. How many times in D2 do we have D2 winners that are, uh, there's that one school up in Minnesota. They forced them uh, to go D1 because they've been winning so long. I think it was in, I think it was actually a D3 school. They forced them to go D1. They're like, you're too good. We can't, we can't hang with you guys anymore. It's in Minnesota. How many times have they won a national championship? There's national champions every single year. Now it's not Alabama, it's not Clemson, it's not Ohio State caliber. But if we saw, now now think about it. Cincinnati played BYU, or Cincinnati played Boise State, right? And we have Coastal Carolina BYU, we have Coastal Carolina Boise State, Coastal Carolina Buffalo. Now we're starting to get interesting, right? Now it's like, okay, how many of you turned into the BYU game because you wanted to watch it? It was a tremendous game. Could you imagine if there would have been playoff repercussions in just the group of five? Now, I think BYU needed to, to, to go up, and, and that's a different argument and stuff. But what if Liberty beats North Carolina State? That Liberty-Coastal Carolina game would be phenomenal. Cincinnati-Liberty, phenomenal. But let's keep people in the place where they're supposed to be. 
group of five, power five. That That's how I see it. I think Boise State could be a multi-time national championship winner. But I think right now they're in the group of five. If they want to try their lot in the power five, then fine, join it. And maybe we'd see a little bit more movement. Maybe Colorado's like, look, we're never going to win the Pac-12, so we're going to jump down a tier. Oregon State, we're going to jump down. We're going to go in the Mountain West. Makes things a little bit more interesting. So it's not so much, oh, I'm the national championship of the champion of the FBS. We're gonna have, we can have two. I don't see what's wrong with that. So there's a few changes I propose. Number one, we need a CEO, a czar, a manager of specifically college football. Okay, I think that universities there needs to be a uniform code amongst the Power Five, and even amongst the Group of Five. Obviously, they play on different playing fields as far as revenue and money, but Ohio State and Alabama bring in insane amounts of money to their football pro- program every single year. Now, I'm not saying there's anything shady going on, but it would be nice if there's a set of rules, or you can go through it. Don't give them sanctions at first. Go through it. Say, no, we're not going to do that anymore. No boosters can't do that. No, this isn't going to happen. Number two, create a separate playoff. Have the group of five. Let them do it. We don't need. We don't need to see. I don't want. I don't want to see Cincinnati get boat raced by by Alabama. If you want to play Alabama, schedule them in the preseason or in the non-conference. Right. Number th- three, the scheduling is uncanny. Well, uncanny, I don't know is the right word. We need to have really good scheduling, and you can move things around. Look, this year, Ohio State was going to play Oregon. Next year, Ohio State's playing Notre Dame. Right now, that's the two versus four. That's what we want to see. Get me to a TV on Saturday night. The NFL fan that watches every single Sunday, what are they doing Saturday night? Well, they, they're out partying with the boys. Are they watching college football? I don't know. Or are they talking about NFL? Get them to the TV. Make them watch. I love that North Dakota State was willing to, I believe they're going to play Oregon and Ohio State too. That is awesome. Get people there. They're going to be really good games. And if Ohio State loses to Oregon and Oregon goes undefeated and Ohio State wins the Big Ten, I want to see that matchup again. That's what I want to see. I want to see Georgia versus Notre Dame. Take the chance. Don't get penalized. Even more so if we have two, there wouldn't be as much penalization. Cincinnati played Boise State in a normal year. Yeah, you lose to Boise State, or Boise State, you lose to uh, to BYU like this year. Yeah, it's not going to hurt you in the, in, the, in the championship. Records should not matter. Every single, every single year, we see that records don't matter. The Ravens had a worse record than the Browns. Did any of us believe that the Browns were going to win that game? I didn't. I thought Baltimore was going to win. Did You know, think about it that for a second. And finally, the the last proposal. So obviously you have the czar, the CEO, whatever you want to call it over college football. The scheduling is a big one. Number three, uh, another college football playoff. And number four, enjoy. Don't try to change it. College football is not college basketball. Fans be happy with what you've got. I want to see Appalachian State play Boise State. I want to see them play Liberty. App State's had a tremendous years over the over the course of the last you know decade. They're a really good team. I want to see them schedule them in the non-conference or schedule them. Uh, you know, and they and they always play tough teams. They go and play Penn State. But if you're playing within the group of five, yeah, you can still schedule the big boys, but schedule each other as well. That's that's bring me to it. 
That BYU-Coastal Carolina game brought me to it. There's a lot of games right now, Championship Week, that I want to see because they played. Coastal Carolina-Louisiana, of course, I'm going to watch it, but you listening at home or just a passive college football fan, they might not turn it on right now. Maybe it means something because you saw them beat BYU. That's what I'm saying. I really, Like I said, it's really hard for me to say this, and I've had a little bit change of perception, right? I was like, I was always been the little guy. He needs a chance. UCF, uh, uh, Boise State, University of Utah in 2008. We need a chance. We need a chance. We need a chance. No, you'll get your chance. It's just going to be. It's going to look a little bit different. And finally, I guess with the college football playoff, if you don't create it, now this is if you if you totally bag my two, uh, you know, separate conferences theory, bag it, then then create a set of rules. Say division winners. You know, conference championship. Uh, strength of schedule is going to come into it. Those kinds of things are going to matter a little bit more. That's that's what I propose. Anyway, so th- that was just my, my little rant. And I said it might take a little while because I wanted to, to to try to put it into to your guys' you know, brains, give you guys the ideas, kind of let yourself run with it for a little bit. We'll talk about it again next week as I sit with it. But that's, that's just how I feel. It's not for the little guy. It's to see the games we wouldn't normally see. That's what the bowl season, that's what the college football playoff is all about. Four teams, best four teams, we want to see them play. I'm not for expanding. I never have been. But I think there should be criteria set for each individual team. Anyway, we're going to be taking a break. After the break, we're going to be giving you our predictions for championship weekend. Uh, I did a little... uh, you know, games last week. We're actually now above 500 on our on our guessing. Actually, about seven or eight games. Feeling great on it. Uh, hopefully, we do well during championship week. Stay tuned after the break. Let's keep this ball rolling. Bringing you back after the break again. Thank you guys for for those thoughts. Uh, we can go a little bit deeper. Uh, maybe have another conversation. Maybe bring somebody on and talk about it. Uh, you know, the why we don't expand or why we would expand. I want to give you guys various opinions. That's why we bring on all these coaches, right? We we say it all the time. Uh, we want to bring you an inside look and a different perspective than what you can get anywhere else because, quite frankly, you're the consumer. You tell us what you want. And uh, like I said, I had a, to talk a little bit on the BYU game. I was asked about it. Uh, those were my thoughts, and this is my thoughts on the, the college football playoff uh, kind of selection committee how they're how they're kind of going about it all right now we're going to jump into championship week we have 10 games up that's right 10 championship games we're not going to be doing any uh games that aren't related to the championship games we're going to jump in right now here we go we're going to start off uh actually we're going to go from uh not lowest uh but group of five to power five right and we're going to start with the Sun Belt now uh back on October 14th if you can remember all the way back then 2020's been nets October 14th Coastal Carolina played Louisiana they actually I bet this game uh it was one of my games I messed up because I took Louisiana uh to cover I believe they were favored in the game against Coastal Carolina anyway Coastal Carolina went 27 uh won 27 to 30 30 to 27 Coastal Carolina right they beat the Raging Cajuns now I think it is extremely hard to beat a team twice in one year but right now uh like i said coastal carolina kind of has lightning in a bottle i bet them this is, will be their third time um i bet them the louisiana game the georgia southern game and now uh or the, and the BYU game so this will be my fourth time i'm one and two i'm going to bet them again this time and but all three times well two, the first two times i bet against them saying that the other team would cover the spread or went outright and coastal carolina would uh i said they would they would cover against byu i didn't even get take them to win outright i was a little nervous about that but right now coastal carolina is favored by three and a half 
Last game was a three-point game. Hard to beat a team twice. I think Coastal Carolina can still win this game, but I think it's going to be within three points. I get four points right now. I'm taking Louisiana Region Cajuns uh, minus three and a half. Now to the Conference USA. Marshall against UAB. And uh, I actually referenced this game a little bit earlier you know, in the podcast, but I believe that... I mean, I love UAB. I love their story. Uh, I've followed UAB for a very long time. And... Right now, Marshall's favored by five points against UAB. The, the only game that was any, I mean, outside of the Rice game for Marshall this year, that was any relative, you know, closeness was App State against Marshall. 17-7, to they won. Uh, they, they dropped a weird game against Rice. Uh, you know, it had been since almost an entire month since they played. Uh, they last played against Middle Tennessee State on November 14th, and then they played uh, December 5th. So, like, three weeks in between now they have another two weeks off. Uh, I think they're going to get get a win here. Uh, all the games except that Rice game and the App State game, they won by 10, uh, have been close. UAB has been up and down this season. Tough, tough, tough to, to, to take right now. But I'm going to be taking Marshall minus five. I think uh, the points just get me on that. I think Marshall wins by about a touchdown. Love UAB. Love that they're back, uh, you know, in the in the championship there. Moving on to the MAC. Now, this is a this has been a conference that's been really hard to follow and stuff like that just because they they are playing on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And that's normally when we're recording a podcast. And that's not going to play well as you're making predictions into the weekend. I'm not going to say on, on a Thursday what's going to happen Tuesday, Central Michigan, against Eastern Michigan, right? But right now, uh, Buffalo is playing a tremendous game, or tremendous uh, season. Uh, l- just listen to how many points they put up. 49, 42, 42, 70, 56. They're, uh, their running back is absolutely amazing. Now, Ball State has lost the game. They lost to Miami, Ohio by just seven. Uh, they have a pretty decent defense. I like Ball State, uh, but I... I, I, I like Buffalo a lot more. Buffalo's getting 13 and a half points. I want to take Buffalo with the points. I know it's a lot of points to give up, but uh, I think they win by more than two touchdowns. Buffalo's just absolutely amazing. Uh, tune into it. It is uh, on Friday. 5.30 on e- on ESPN, that's 5.30 Mountain Time, 7.30 Eastern Time, and uh, 4.30 Pacific Time, wherever you guys are listening. Watch that game. It's going to be a, it's going to be a really good one. Uh, maybe flip back and forth between the Oregon and USC. Moving on to the Mountain West game. Uh, obviously, I cover Boise State. You can you can find my analysis, uh, the Orange and Blue podcast. Uh, you know, anywhere you get your podcast, my friend Jeff and I do it. Uh, right now, the line started at 8 points. It's all the way crept, all the way down to 6.5. Uh, now for I want to do a quick little sports betting thing. Right now, when 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 you when you see an opening line, okay, like Boise State, I believe it started. Boise State was favored by eight points, and now it's creeping down. Well, Vegas moves those numbers so more people beat bet San Jose State, so they can cover what that was bet in the early goings uh, with Boise State, right? And so. It's 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 kind of counterintuitive, but you got to kind of think of it. They don't want to lose money. The house always wins, right? So uh, it's crept all the way down to six and a half. Now on the podcast, I think I had uh, twenty four to seventeen uh, was my prediction. I actually think they're going to win by by eight. Uh, ten points now, twenty-four to ten. Uh, even but that six and a half number, I think, is a really safe bet. Uh, Boise State taking on the Spartans. Spartans have never been there. Uh, great, amazing job, Grant. 
Brenneman or something. I can't remember how to say his. I don't know how to say his last name. Great job what he's doing out there. He went 2-11, and 1-11, and 5-7. Now he's undefeated right now. Congratulations to him and what he's, and his staff were able to do at San Jose State. But I just, not enough uh, points or not a good enough team to be able to, to upset Boise State in my opinion. Next up we have the American Athletic Conference and that is Cincinnati versus Tulsa. Uh, right now Cincinnati is getting 14 and a half. I'm going to be taking Tulsa. That's just way too many points. Cincinnati is a really good team and uh, you know they've been put people kind of on watch uh, you know beating SMU 42 to 13 beating Army 24 to 10 uh, but Tulsa they are kind of a they're they're a tough team to kind of pin down. They win ugly. They usually their games are usually fairly close. I mean, thirty four to twenty six against UCF, uh, seven to sixteen against Oklahoma State, uh, twenty eight twenty four against SMU. I think they played in the level of their competition. So uh, Cincinnati getting fourteen and a half was just too big of a number for me to bet uh, for Cincinnati. I want to be taking Tulsa plus fourteen and a half for them to cover the spread there. Now onto the Power Five conferences a little. Bit of a mix-up with uh, USC and Washington, but uh, COVID protocols with the University of Washington has prompted Oregon into the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, I like Oregon plus three just because every USC game is really, really close. I don't think Oregon's going to win this game. I don't want Oregon to win this game. I want to see a Pac-12 team represented. What better Pac-12 team right now during this year than USC, Los Angeles, the eyes of the, you know, if you can get Los Angeles watching... You're going to have an insane amount of revenue. Uh, I like USC. I think they're a really good team. I don't think they're a great team. But I think, you know, three points, I think it's going to honestly be within uh, one or two. I want to take Oregon plus three. Uh, next up, we have Iowa State versus Oklahoma. Uh, the first time, the first meeting uh, these guys, you know, met was way, way, way back towards the first of the season on October 3rd. Iowa State won uh, 37 to 30. Honestly, they were step for step. I believe like the yards it was like 411 to 413. First downs was like 19 to 18. Really, really close game. But Iowa State converted. Now, I'm going to take Iowa State five and a half points. They've never been here before. Matt Campbell's a terrific coach. We jumped on it last year. Uh, if you remember, we brought in uh, our reporter, uh, Daniel da- David or Daniel Montez from the Ames Time Tribune, and we talked about it because I love Iowa State. I love the Cyclones. Um, but five and a half points is just too many, I think, to give to Oklahoma right now. Oklahoma might win just because they've been there, done that before. Keep that in mind. Uh, watch the Big 12 championship game is going to be a great one next up we have the ACC now uh, Clemson right now is favored by 10 and a half points uh, I believe that's just mainly due to Trevor Lawrence I think Notre Dame is going to prove everyone wrong that it was just a not a Trevor Lawrence but a you know yeah Trevor Lawrence probably would have won that game but I think it's going to be closer than 10 and a half points you're saying that Clemson's going to win by 11 I'm going to take that I think Notre Dame their defense is is incredibly good they're only as good as what Ian Book can take them uh, I like Ian Book but I I just don't see a lot of special I think the, the special is the defense, the offensive line, uh, the running attack that they that they have at uh, Notre Dame. Just too big of a number. I think it's going to be closer than, than 11 points. I'm going to be taking Notre Dame plus 10.5. 
Okay, final two. We got Ohio State versus Northwestern, the top uh, academic power really in in the Big Ten versus the top football power. Uh, Ohio State's getting twenty and a half points. I want to be taking Ohio State. Uh, that number, I know it's a really big number. Uh, I like Northwestern. I think Pat Fitzgerald is an uh, is amazing coach. Uh, obviously, they're supporting his uh, you know as an alumna uh, there at Northwestern. I just think Ohio State's going to wreck. I think they've, they they had to prove something to the College Football Selection Committee to to ensure that they get in, that they're one of the four. Uh, I think they're going to do that, uh, you know, on Saturday, or is it Friday? Well, whenever they play. Uh, yes, it's Saturday. Against Northwestern, again, really big number. Uh, I've only taken Ohio State uh, two times this year. One time was a, was a huge cover. They covered, and the other time was against Indiana and, you know, Indiana. I obviously took Indiana in that one. So, been really good. I think I know where Ohio State is. I think they're going to trounce uh, Northwestern. Finally, we're going to end off this podcast with the Florida-Bama uh, game. Right now, Bama's getting 17 points. And, you know, I think we we, we have really short-term memory. Uh, Ole Miss, at the beginning of the season, when you look back, uh, Ole Miss put up 647 total yards against Bama. Now, Bama put up 723. It was a barn burner, uh, but the first few games Alabama played, even against Texas A&M, they they allowed an incredible amount of yards, five hundred or four hundred fifty yards. Uh, I think that when when a team gets embarrassed on national TV, whether it be pro or even college, uh, there's something to play for. You know, going going into that game, Florida's going to want to disrupt as much as they can uh, the college football playoffs selection committee. I think they're going to play really, really hard. This is the best team Bama's really faced in the last six or so, maybe four weeks, maybe five weeks, if you want to give it that. Uh, I really like Florida in this game, plus 17. I think Bama's going to win. Uh, superior coaching, superior talent, uh, superior maturity. Honestly, if you if you really think about it like that, but uh, I'm going to be taking Florida plus 17 uh, points there. Getting so they have to win by you know 17 or more. I like Florida in this game. I think it's going to be a closer game, but Bama wins. All right, those have been our predictions, okay? Uh, we will tally up at the end, you know, next podcast. Uh, we're going to kind of get into bowl season, probably you know, continue this discussion with college football uh, playoff, but uh, we'll give you our, you know, total wins and losses for the season. This betting thing was, was brought, one of my friends uh, had said, you know, you're really good at predicting who wins and who loses. You know, you're really good at upsets and stuff. Uh, you're really good at games of the week, but you really need to incorporate this sports betting thing because it makes it that much harder. Are you going to take Alabama? Well, I think Alabama's going to win, and I can say, well, Alabama's going to win, and I could go through all the people who I think are going to win, but is Alabama going to win by 17 points? Really a lot more fun, uh, a lot more fun to, to do. Anyway, so this has been another di- edition of Get the Ball Rolling. Uh, thank you again. We were able to look at, uh, we got kind of our, our, our year-end summary We've had you know thousands and thousands of streams, uh, downloads on 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 all platforms. We're so grateful for you, the fans, and what you've been able to do for get the ball rolling. We're hoping that we can continue forward uh, wherever it takes us. You know, you you guys are fans. You love us. We love you. Continue to follow us on our social media platforms. Uh, you know, also just a quick plug. I'm doing a lot more podcasts, so if you like what he, what you hear, uh, we're going to continue to do a few more for you. Obviously, we have the Orange and Blue podcast covering Boise State. 
We have another podcast right now called the Tender Mercies Podcast. So if you want just a little bit of goodness in your in your day, maybe a little bit more centered around, uh, you know, a little bit more religion in your life, whatever it may be, we're interviewing people, uh, kind of their stories, how they found Christ and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's a really interesting podcast. I, I co-host it with one of my friends. Uh, we had a really a wonderful interview. Go and check that out. And finally, we're going to be doing uh, another podcast specifically about high school sports in the state of Utah. So we've got a lot in the works. We have a lot more of our friends kind of joining on, uh, doing these smaller podcasts, trying to hit these markets for you guys. So, uh, you know, I'll keep you guys updated uh, as, as what I'm doing. Those are just a few that I've, I'm kind of getting started and stuff. Uh, continue to support, download, follow, whatever you need to do, do it. And uh, let's keep this ball rolling. Have a wonderful week. Uh, If we don't do a a podcast next week, uh, very, very uh, happy holidays and, you know, stay safe through this holiday season. We're almost out of this COVID-19, you know, pandemic. So let's let's keep our heads up. Let's get the vaccine and uh, hopefully things get back to normal. Have a wonderful holidays. Have a very safe and fun week. Let's keep this ball rolling until next time.